And there it is, Suns fans. After a week of waiting, a week of playing basketball, the Los Angeles Clippers lost to the New Orleans Pelicans tonight in one hell of a back-and-forth game that kind of has me emotionally emotionally messed up right now. I don't know who I wanted the Suns to play and who I didn't want them to play, Matthew. But ultimately, the New Orleans Pelicans defeat the Los Angeles Clippers, and they will be the Suns' first-round opponent in the 2022 NBA playoffs. Yeah, that's what we wanted, right? I know you did tweet out you wanted L.A., so we'll get into that yes. and see exactly why that is. Um, but yeah, it's been a week, and it's been a week really uh, since we potted. So it's, it's good yeah, to be how back you been, with man? you and the Jamsters. <laughs> it's been good. It, it seemed like for forever. I was like, am I still going to be the same kind of podcaster? But it's like riding a bike, dude, you know? I'm just, just on here talking. and I feel sound like I'm a same. different person. Uh, Are I, you? I, you know, yeah. I mean, you found just, yourself? I found myself up in, up in Spokane, Washington this week. It was snowing okay. this morning when I left. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, but yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, this might have been one of the longest times we haven't podcasted since like, Ever, I don't know since like 2019. Yeah, I know we had no, stretches in the in the off season last year, but anyways, uh, we will go ahead and and talk about everything about this upcoming matchup with the New Orleans Pelicans. Maybe discuss you know some of the other series that are going on in the NBA. But I definitely want to pop into this podcast just like I pop into every podcast, and that's with a nice cold beer. Okay, so there's a reminder, Jamsters, subscribe, rate, and review. If you happen to be listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, write a review. We'll read it right here on the pod. Make sure if you're watching along on YouTube, hit a thumbs up button as well. Matthew, you ready? I'm ready. Actually, before that, I have a reveal really quick. What? I got I to gotta show you guys something. You took your glasses off. Did you shave your head? <laughs> You shaved your head. Oh, my hair is gone. It's been Why'd gone you shave, since Tuesday. Why'd you shave your I'm head? I'm just done with it. It's the summertime. I don't want to spend two hundred dollars a month on that piece of shit, and it's over with, dude. <laughs> so here we are, nice and bald. I love it because you say it's summertime. I spent the past week in Spokane. It was like forty degrees. Like I don't <laughs> feel like it's summertime at all. Alberto Sauce says in the chat, "Homie looking yeah. like Hitman 47." <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's gone, man. I mean, as a tribute to Matthew, <laughs> like I don't have hair either, Jamsters. <laughs> Welcome to the bald- <laughs> Welcome to the Bald Man Podcast. Oh my Here god! Go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! This is a uh, well. Cheers, cheers, Jamsters. Let's. The Coda kids like, damn, put your hat back on. That's probably a reference to no me. matter what. <laughs> he always gonna give us <laughs> Suns Geek Cheers says bald man podcast. Uh so let's talk about this first round opponent for the Phoenix Suns and God put So yeah, the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers lose to the New Orleans Pelicans uh, again. A, a back and forth battle over there at Crypto.com Arena, which brings me to my first question, Matthew. I got to ask, Matthew. I gotta ask, 
Is this what you wanted? Yeah, yeah, I wanted the Pels. I absolutely did. Um, but I thought it was lost there for a while. I thought this game, when the Clips turned it on, that it was over. I had no idea that this team had it in them to really come back. But then you you really look at the Clips and what they were playing with out there. It's like they don't have any closers, right? They don't have a Brandon Ingram or a CJ McCollum to really come back and help the team get back in the game. And that's what they did. And I'm glad. I, I didn't want to go through the drama with the Clippers, with Kawhi, Paul George, all that bullshit. Like, who's playing, who's not playing. I just don't. I just didn't want to deal with that. I'm like, let's just get a good team in the Pelicans, and it's a team that the Suns can beat. Yeah, I mean, I, it's so weird. I have been nothing but confident about the Phoenix Suns this entire season. Uh, truthfully, I think I've been up, unbelievably optimistic. I've been in awe of who this team is. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was boarding my plane, and I was sitting there, I was listening to some podcasts, and all of a sudden, this rush of uh, like pessimism hit me. And it, I realized that, oh shit, here come the playoffs. And I was like, okay, doesn't really matter who we defeat or who we have to play because we will defeat them. Uh, but but I think what really just kind of set me in the opposite direction is the fact that everybody, every podcast I listen to, from the Bill Simmons podcast to uh, the Ringer NBA show, uh, Ryan Rossillo, uh, clearly I just listened to the Ringer, um, everybody is just <laughs> all over the sun's nuts right now. They're like, yeah. yeah, does it even matter? You know, like, and don't get me wrong, like, I like to finally hear that. Like, we always bitch and complain about, national recognition but when we finally are getting some of that national recognition i'm scared shitless am i wrong for doing that no i'm the same way because the way well there's still the doubters i feel like it's a good mix i think those guys are picking the suns because of the injuries because of the warriors not knowing if steph curry's gonna come back i think if steph came back a lot of those guys might be choosing the warriors even though they're like a eh, second up next to the suns would be the warriors if steph came back but i think they would choose them over the suns for sure um I'm kind of the same way. I don't want to hear a whole lot about the Suns. You know, we always talk about the lack of respect. So we're like kind of right in the middle because we're getting the respect, but we're also not getting as much respect to where we're going to win the finals, right? A lot of people still think the Bucs are going to beat the Suns. A lot of people think the Bucs are just going to cruise to, to the finals themselves, which is like, I don't I don't know, man. The East is kind of, it's a little tougher than I think people think. And I don't yeah. know, just oh, because the Bucs sure. did it, the Bucs were that team that no one gave them a chance last season just like the Suns, and they made it, they won it, so people saw it. Now mm -hmm. they're just going to say again, the Bucks are going to make the finals, and they could beat the Suns again. It's like, oh, because it just happened last year? That's why? That's the only reason? And Giannis is a freak? Yeah, that's a good reason, but let's just think about it a little bit more. And plus, the Suns not having... The Suns being the best team in the league, and there's still a lot of people saying the Bucks will beat them, that's good enough for me to feel okay about it. Yeah, I just... You know, I, I get the recency bias. I get that. Again, I just, I don't know how to deal with people actually giving kudos to the Suns and picking the Phoenix Suns to do anything in the playoffs. I mean, what was I listening to today? I, or maybe it was yesterday or the day before. By the way, did you hear Eddie Johnson on Bill Simmons' yeah. podcast? Yeah, how really amazing good. was that? He's so good, man. Like, he's the reason I stick with him through the playoffs this year and last year. Like, I don't want to listen to anything else but him talk about the, the Suns. The only disadvantage of of having Bill Simmons with Eddie Johnson is Eddie Johnson's or Bill Simmons would be like, Hey, tell me about Devin Booker. And he's like, dude, Devin Booker is legit. He's a great player. And then Bill Simmons is like, yeah. And Jason Tatum. Yeah. And yeah, Jason Tatum. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Jason Tatum. Like, it's not he kept really his, a comparison, though, right? No, but he, but he kept like Bill Simmons kept comparing him to Jason Tatum. I, I, know, like, I know. I was like, stop that, dude. Let Eddie talk about. Let him talk about book, man. Like he's like, yeah. And Jason Tatum's got really good ball handling skills. He's like, okay, you know. Uh, Devin Booker likes creating contact. It's weird, you know. He's like, yeah, Jason Tatum. You know, he, he probably needs to work on that. It's like, oh my god. Anyway, si- sorry about the side tangent. Uh, but again, looking at this Pelicans team, as I was watching this game. You know, I'm, I'm going to be truthful, and I, I tweeted it out. I said I want L.A. Now, you said you wanted the Pelicans, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell sure. me why you wanted the Pelicans. Because there's nothing really there. It, it's a good team. They're up and coming. Um, the whole thing with Zion, who knows, right? Zion and Kawhi are basically the same player now where everything's very, very quiet. I feel like both of those players can just show up one day, and they're ready to play. They'll, they'll be on the court. If that is an issue where he is going to be available in the playoffs, I don't still feel that team. I think what the Pelicans bring um, is the same thing they had before CJ. After getting CJ, they have that closer now, but mm-hmm. it's still not enough. It's like tonight, like if the Clippers or the Suns were in the Clippers situation where they come back and they're up by 15 and the Pellies want to make a comeback. No, that game's over. The Suns, that game's over. There's no way that the Pelicans can come back being after the Suns are up by 15 on the run like that. The difference, really, I know the rebounding is going to be an issue, yes. but the big V, Valanchunas, like that's a guy the Suns can just play off the court. You saw what Larry Nance did tonight, where he was grabbing the boards. But I just, I don't fear that as much because the Suns are just so good all over the place compared to what the Pelicans do on the boards. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I just, I think that that's my my biggest fear. So when when I look at the Pelicans, and this is the reasons I wanted L.A. versus the Pelicans. First off, L.A. is a team that doesn't have a ton of size, right? You look at their total rebounding, and they're 19th in the league in total rebounding. Uh, They're 10th in defensive and 26th in offensive rebounding. So I'm going to preface all of this by saying, like, I know the Suns will win this series. Unless something, some freak accident happens, the Suns will win the series. But in my opinion, playing the Lakers was going to be an easier path than playing the Pelicans. Because the Lakers potentially could be with, or of the am I saying the Lakers or I say the Clippers? Clippers. I I, I was like I was going with the Lakers. Okay. I was going okay. with you on that. Okay. The Clippers. Lakers. The Clippers. <laughs> Playing the Clippers would be easier because, in my opinion, because Paul George uh, potentially could be out the first two games of the series. Right, he's their most viable threat. Uh, cons- on offense, consistently, they don't have somebody who who scares me. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the Pelicans, CJ McCollum can go nuclear. Brandon Ingram can go nuclear. So you have two really good offensive talents coupled by some good defenders. You know, Herb Jones, we're going to be here. We're going to hear all about Herb Jones and everything. Um, and then they have rebounding. And that that's the number one thing that's going to bug me in this series. Uh, and it almost works uh, in it. Just it, it, it bugs me. Let me just put it that way. They're, they're third in the league in offensive rebound. Okay, they're 11th in the league in total rebounding. And again, you know, you look at Phoenix and we're 10th in total rebounding. So we are technically a better rebounding team, but we're 19th in offensive rebounding. So what's going to be just frustrating about this series is the fact that the Phoenix Suns will give up plenty of second chance points to a team that thrives on second chance points. That's that that's the number one thing that frustrates me about this matchup with the Pelicans is we're just going to have those moments where if we're like just grab the fucking rebound okay and, and we know how <laughs> yeah. that is in the playoffs it gets frustrating when you give up second chance points the second thing that bothers me is the fact that they are young they're athletic they want to run they have size and they have uh they just they have talent 
Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that at the end of the day, entering this game, this is a team that won uh, a total of, what, 36 games? They were 36 and 46? Yeah. But, but what they do have is they have coach Willie Green, a guy who knows the Phoenix Sun system, has a good understanding of what some strengths and some weaknesses are for this team, and is going to do his best to try to exploit those. So, again, like, you know, I, I, I'm torn because it's like, okay, Willie Green, Ty Lue. Yeah, you'd rather probably coach against Willie Green than Ty Lue, but then, of course, Willie Green knows your system. So, I'm just all over the place. It's the playoffs now, and I'm yeah. just terrified. <laughs> all once I know, again. and <laughs> you know what? I'm with you, dude. I honestly... I the thing is now with the play in, it's like usually you have an eight seed that just kind of sucks, right? In the past, now this league's so deep where now we have the play in, and you can just see how these teams, when they turn it on, they look scary in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then you have to realize like how good the Suns are in those situations where this, I honestly think we'll do predictions, but it's going to be a sweep. I think the Suns can absolutely wow. sweep this team. Um, the thing is though, with the Clippers, like their defense is so good and frustrating at times where it looks like, you know, if they're playing against the Suns. Like, the Suns have no chance. Like, who are they going to go to? Who's the next guy that's going to step up? But then the Suns usually have that guy to step up. And then when you're playing the Pelicans, it's like, yeah, grab the damn board. That's going to suck because the second chance points. But then I'm not too worried, too, because I feel like the Suns can just out-hustle that team. I know there's a lot of young guys on that team, and CJ can lead them. But you can see when they falter to where they got to that point tonight where it's just like, who are they going to go to? Like, Ingram couldn't really turn it on there for a second. CJ was just jacking up terrible shots. Willie Green had to give him that speech, I guess, and the and and the mm-hmm. timeout to get him back into it. You got to fight. Like, the, the Suns just crush souls to where they just – the other team cannot come back from the stuff the Suns do to them. I just – I, I think it's just totally different from what a second unit like like the like the Clippers have tonight, where their team's like a second unit basically going against the Pelicans, playing against a Suns team that's just like this is going to be a cakewalk. And I really think it is. I know it's scary to watch because of the way the crowds into it, and you, there's the big beginning, and all of a sudden the Pelicans come back and then they win. Yeah. It's like that's scary, but in the long run, it's not going to be a long series. So you take a look at some of the numbers. Offensive rating-wise, the New Orleans Pelicans are 19th in the league. Defensive, they're 20th. And net rating, they're 21st. Okay, you compare that to the Clippers. The Clippers' net rating was 18. You know, But they're to your point, you know they had the 8th best defense. And a potential of Kawhi Leonard looming, just as the Pelicans have a potential of Zion looming. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think Zion plays in this series, do you? No, I don't think so. I think he's done. He, he's just like Kawhi where it's like they're playing, they're getting paid off their name. So they're just like, I'm not, unless we really need you or something, then then I'll play. But Zion's doing those like 360 behind the back dunks I know, before the games I know, and shit. I you know. know, like. I don't know. I don't, these guys are so hidden. No one knows anything. Like I said, like, they're like, hey, my name, if I'm on a team and they have to offer me a contract, I'm going to get paid a lot just because of my name, right? I don't need to step on the floor because they know what I can do already so i think it's a lot to do with that and like maybe zion was thinking the same thing that leonard was thinking today like hey if we can make the playoffs maybe i'll come back and that's why i was like please pelicans win because if Kawhi steps on the floor i'm like i don't Suns will probably still win but i don't want to deal with any of that i don't want to deal with any of the media around it i don't want to deal with any of Kawhi winning games for the clippers against the suns in the playoffs fair enough fair enough and i can see that and and the reminder is if if zion does come back because that'll be a big story if it does happen. But remember, this guy hasn't played competitive basketball in a long time. You're going against the number one seed in the NBA. Like, that's not yeah. a recipe for success. So kind of to your point, you know, he's going to do those things to make himself look, you know, to stay relevant. But I don't know if 
going out there and getting destroyed by the Suns is necessarily going to be something that makes him relevant. Uh, you look at the record this season against the Pelicans. The Phoenix Suns went three and one this season. Uh, they defeated them one twelve to one hundred back in November. They beat them one twenty three to one ten in January. Uh, in February, they beat us one seventeen to one hundred two. And then we returned the favor one month ago to the day, March 15th. We beat them 131 to 115. So, you know, again, a team that uh, the the only thing that I just. It's the boards, man. I know we're going to have to hear that narrative of. DeAndre Ayton's not, you know, doing what he should be doing. And he's not crazy. Dude, he's going to they're going to start Jackson Hayes at the four. And Jonas Valanciunas at the five. They're going to start big on us. And it'll be interesting to see if at any point Monty in this series counters by potentially starting uh, Aiton and JaVale McGee. Do you think yeah. he'll do that at all in this series if they drop a game or, you know, the first or one of the first two games at home? I, you know, we're going to go through spurts during these games where Big V looks unstoppable. Hayes looks unstoppable um, because they have good possessions back to back. Hustle plays. Um, oh, well, that is Hayes. Like he has the hustle. He's a big dude, but he's yeah. very slender, very athletic. So it's going to be frustrating at times. I don't think Monty should adjust anything to what they're doing because we can just play him off the floor. I, I'm going to keep saying it because I don't yeah. think was. Um, so was Hayes even playing the, the last five minutes in this game? I don't think he was on the floor, right? It was. Um, no, because the Clippers went Larry small Nance, on him. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Larry Nance was on there. He was playing the big pretty much. It's just these guys will be scary, but they're not life threatening. They're nothing to where we should change anything. I think McGee should come off the bench. Um, foul trouble is going to be there. I think Big V will be in foul trouble quickly. I think he's just too slow for this. He's kind of like maybe a worse version of what Steven Adams is. When mm -hmm. I mentioned that before with um, the Grizzlies, I, I think you can play him off the floor, but Big V, he'll, he'll be gone. There's no way he's going to be an impact. I love I your think. confidence, so, Matthew. For, I'm just saying. I just love saying, it, though, because like all of a sudden, well, like we even, can't forget how good the Suns are, dude. I know. Well, maybe like a week of not watching the Suns, and again, That's what it is. hearing everybody yeah. telling me how great they are on national podcasts, all of a sudden I reverted back into Suns mode, uh, you know, perennial Suns mode. I mean, what was the guy? Uh, God, I, I I forget what. Maybe it was Bill Simmons again, where he said with an asterisk. Did you hear that one? No, no. Ah, what was that? Well, he's like he's like the Suns win, but with an asterisk. And he's like, well, what do you mean with an asterisk? He's like, well, because they've never won anything, and because of that, you just don't know. It's like the Red Sox syndrome until the Red Sox finally won a World Series in two thousand four. You know, mm -hmm. so it's just like until you get over that hump, you're always going to have some semblance of doubt. And, and again, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I know that this is a team that the Suns are clearly better than they beat them three, uh, uh, three out of four times. But at the same time, I'm, I'm always going to be like, well, you know, the rebounding. And that's the thing that I put out there <laughs> yeah. today. You know, I asked everybody on Twitter, I go, what is the Suns biggest weakness? And man, I got a gazillion comments from Scott Foster to. Uh, <laughs> that's number know, one. That's, you know, honest, that's number one. You know, they're, right. they're, they're, they're too humble, things of that nature. But after everyone kind of was saying a lot of the same things, the lack of the ability to get to the free throw line and rebounding, I reminded everybody that the better rebounding team is the one that we're going to be playing now is the Pelicans. And yeah. That's why I wanted L.A. You have finesse versus uh, physicality. You know, I think that uh, the Pelicans bring a little bit more physicality than the Clippers do. And that's why I just feel like it's going to be a little bit. We're going to have to expend a little bit more energy than we probably want to in this series. Now you couple that 
with the fact that news uh, came through today that unfortunately this guy. All I can say is Sham. Wow. So Landry Shamit, it was reported by Kellen Olson. He said Landry Shamit left today's practice with a left foot injury per the Suns. No update on the severity of the injury yet for Monty Williams. Nothing on if he will play Sunday or not. Obviously not the best way to start the playoffs is hearing that one of your guys can't go. Uh, what are your thoughts on Landry potentially hurting his foot? You know, I was waiting for something to happen where it came out of practice. Either there's like what happened to Paul George today. It's probably going to happen again in the playoffs. There's always yeah. going to be these things that we wake up to. It's like, what is going on? Like, I don't think all year long anything happened in practice. Well, you know what? Suns don't really practice too much of like during the regular season, right? They it's practice for the games. first three quarters of a game, and then they execute. In the <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a, like little league. You like show up <laughs> and practice. And, um, but I, I think Landry, it, it sucks now because I think we know how good he can be. And now you're just thinking, like, all right, who's going to replace him, right? You said, I think, on Twitter, too, Alfred Payton, if he's the guy. I was like, please, God, no. (laughs) Yeah, because we we can't deal with that. Um, I I think it's just going to be Booker will have to play more minutes. He's going to have to play 48 minutes a game. But I I was We we don't need that shit in round one. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't surprised that, like, something's going to happen, right? There's going to be an injury. Um, Not to say it's like, oh, good, it's Shamit. But it's just like, you know what? If it is a foot injury, if it's not so severe – and it is just Shamit, get it out of the way now. Have him back for the next round where it really, really matters when we probably play a decent opponent. Um, because right now, I think you can have someone like Holiday maybe fill in for him, even though, you know, where are you going to get the shots from, though? That's what I want to ask you. Like, where are the shots going to come from off the bench? Cam Shamit's Johnson. Place. I know that, but then who's going to be <laughs> who's going to be the other guy? JaVale McGee on the inside. Okay. But, so again, you're going against, but you're going against a team that has length on, you know, both their starters and their bench has length. Larry Nance Jr. is he's yeah. like, you know, he's not a straight up center, but I mean, it's just gonna be interesting to see how the Suns execute with that second team. And again, this isn't like we losing Landry Sham is not the end of the world. If it happens, we don't know yet the severity of the injury, as reported. Does it suck to not have him there? Absolutely. Do champions adjust? Absolutely. If the Suns want to be champions, they need to adjust to the little things like this. No one makes it through the playoffs unscathed. I don't care who you are. It's you know I mean look at the the even the Bucks last year, you know they lost Dante Divincenzo you know early on or, or Pat Connington you know they lost you know I mean they 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 lose guys everybody loses guys it's the ones who have the best mentality the best teamwork who ultimately prevail so again bringing this back to the Suns versus the Pelicans a uh, couple other things I want to talk about there's one guy who we are going to love to hate on this team. And that is the rookie from uh, – where, where did he go to school? Alabama. No, no, that's Herbert Jones. Herbert Jones is – is he's a he's good, man. He's a good mm-hmm. – uh, he's a good defender, and he's going to be a pain in the ass. But the guy who we're going to hate is Jose Alvacado, Alvarado. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Coda Kid, that little <laughs> yeah. dude. Have you yeah. seen the highlights of this guy, what he does? Uh, no, no. <laughs> So what he does what do do? is after a possession, after the team makes a shot, if he was uh, in the corner, he'll almost like walk into the bench so you don't see him, and you'll end yeah. down the ball, and he'll come sprinting up behind you and try to steal the ball. He's like Compazzo, but but Alvarado. probably scrappier. You know, as, as Suns Geek says, he you know he's scrappy. He's really yeah. He's Faucho. Yeah. He's fuck you two point oh. Yeah, he's he's the main guy that's going to be annoying, and it's not going to be like. 
oh, he's hitting a dagger. It's going to be the dude that's like just no, frustrating as hell. Just... And it's going to be possession after possession where he's trying to raise hell against like Chris Paul or Devin Booker, right? Defensively. Um, it's it's okay, though, because I feel like these kind of guys, I feel like in this kind of game, maybe maybe later on in the future, um, he could be something that's more of a threat. But he seems like a guy that can get into foul trouble. I mean, what did he have tonight? Not see. much, but he again, what, what he does for Willie Green, he fulfills the Javon Carter role. He is his, and it's so funny because they're saying he was the uh, ACC, I believe it was ACC, Georgia Tech's in the ACC, right? I don't even know, fucking college hoops, but the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, right? Just like Javon Carter was. Javon Carter uh, was the, I, whatever conference his fucking school's in. Where did he go to school? I have no Virginia. idea. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> where 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 did Javon Carter go to school, Jamsters? Remind me real quick. In five, four, four. three, two, two one. one. West Virginia. No one said it, but I just remembered. It's West Virginia. Uh, but he went to West Virginia. He was the defensive, the conference defensive player of the year. So, like, that's who Jose Alvocado is for the Pelicans. Is he's the guy who just comes in and for you know. 15 minutes a game is just pestering the opposition, whether it's campaign or Chris Paul, just doing something he can to make this team work just a little bit harder. And that's what is frustrating to me about these Pelicans. It's a team that's just going to do just a little bit. It's going to do enough just to make the Suns try to work harder. Now, again, we got this in the bag. This should be a series that shouldn't be too hard. But again, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, these are really good offensive talents. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to see how the Suns address these guys. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. I mean, CJ really proved it now, like coming out of the shadows of uh, Damian Lillard, where he's a guy that can kind of lead a team, right? He's always been the trade piece. Even Bill Simmons talks about it all the time. Like, oh, so let's trade. Let's throw in CJ and see like what we can get. You know what I mean? Now he's finally on his own team. Yeah. And he talked about too, like how he needed, it was nice to have a uh, kind of a, a change because I feel like, as good as Brandon Ingram is, and like how the way he took over tonight, I still think he needs CJ like as a number one guy. Of course, and I'm not saying like he can be a number one guy on a championship team, but on a team like that, like this, that's kind of growing, it's kind of like a, a mini version of like maybe what a Chris Paul could do like to an OKC team, right? Get him to the playoffs, um, the way they did in the bubble. That's kind of what CJ's doing right here. I think he really led this team to where they played 500 ball after starting like. I think what were they like one and six or like three and 12 or something to start the season crazy, but then they play like 500 ball the rest of the year. But just to add him in there to hit big shots, it's something they needed. It is something that I think Ingram needed too for his career. A lot of these guys on this team, like they're super young. Like you were talking about the rookie. I'm like, who is it? Herb Jones? Who's a Trey Murphy? The third. Yeah. Like they got some young rookies. guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just like, a team that has, these guys ha- step up? has a ton of assets and think about the Pelicans moving forward. Yeah, they have confidence too now. But if you take a look at you know this team right now, CJ McCollum's leading the team in points per game, twenty four point three. Uh, he also has five point eight assists and, and four point five rebounds. You got twenty two point seven from Brandon Ingham, who also averages about six and six on the assists and the rebounds. About eighteen and eleven is what you get from Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, and Herb Jones plays some really fantastic defense as well. Uh, Jackson Hayes isn't giving you much, but I mean, they, they do have a very top heavy uh, scoring attack. And in my opinion, if you can let those guys do what they do, if they combine for 60, 70 points a game, I don't have confidence that the rest of the team 
can score the extra, you know, 40 to 50 points that they need to beat this team. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I feel like we're kind of really <laughs> trying to figure out a way to really scare ourselves with this team. <laughs> in the way, I, right. I, I just, I, this isn't the team that I wanted. You know, I know, I know. And usually you'll, usually you'll say something. I'll be like, what is John talking about? And we're going to come after, we're going to come on here after game one. You'll be like, see, told you. See, told you. And then I'm like, oh, see, I should have listened to you. I should have went for the Clippers, even though it doesn't even matter, right? Because yeah, I can't control those. things, right? I'm just trying to roll with it right now. Who do, who should uh, the Suns play? It doesn't matter! There you go. Okay. <laughs> it, doesn't. it doesn't matter who they play. Uh, before we get to our predictions, I just want to kind of run through a couple other series in the – well, we'll just – we'll go kind of real quick and yeah, give our – our, uh, 30,000 foot view opinion on the different uh, matchups that are going on in the playoffs. Uh, I'm excited. The playoffs start tomorrow. I like, you know, we just went through like uh, March Madness, right? Yeah. Like, f- fuck March Madness. The playoffs are so much. Yeah, I, I, did, I, I didn't. I like, I fill out a bracket. I watched like half of one game. I was mm-hmm. just, you know, like, I, I love playoff basketball so much more than I love. Uh, March Madness, but going through, we'll start over on the East. Okay. So okay. Atlanta wins tonight. They beat Cleveland. Another game that had a lot of swings to it. A lot of swings. I mean, Cleveland's up huge to start. And I will credit that Cleveland crowd, man. They were going absolutely bonkers. It was a completely different environment than the Clippers crowd tonight. But ultimately, Atlanta loot or defeats the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are going to be playing the Miami Heat. Give me your two two minute perspective on that. And who wins that series and how many games? Um, this is actually kind of close because I think what you saw tonight with Atlanta, where Trey Young can get really hot. I mean, who mm-hmm. wait, who did we choose? So I chose Brooklyn and Atlanta. Did you choose Charlotte? I just wanted to point that out if you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. See, I'm I'm not always right there, Matthew. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> wrong not. all the time. Uh, I think a lot of these series in the East are going to be a lot closer. Like I said, the Suns will sweep because it's a one and eight, and I think the Suns are just that much better. The thing is, like with Miami, is like defensively and everything, they can get at it and they can play small ball but they're consistent through the whole the whole game mm-hmm. and i think what they really have to do of course with trey young is just to make sure that he doesn't go off like he did tonight in a quarter where he scores like what eight or ten straight points yeah hitting threes from the the half court line shimmering his shoulders yeah i think that was a little early i wasn't too excited I, yeah there was like three that. minutes left in the game i, I was, was like, like low trey dude i'm like yeah you got a lot of game left usually that's something i feel like he doesn't do but i guess maybe he does i know he he says a lot to the crowd, but celebrations, I feel like he holds to the end. Um, but I think this can go for, I'm, I'm going to say Miami for sure, but it's going to go at least five games. So I think this it is, won't be a sweep. No, no, not at all. I think, you know, again, the Hawks were 43 and 39. Okay. That's disappointing. Right. But like you look at the basement of the East versus the basement of the West and it's completely different, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they were the nine seed 43 and 39 entering the playoffs. We're entering the playing games. The ninth seed in the uh, the Western Conference was the Pelicans, and they were thirty six and forty six. I mean, they are six games mm-hmm. worse than uh, the Hawks were. So I think that the Hawks have a better chance of defeating or or putting up a fight with the one seed than the Pelicans do with the Suns. I think that this could be a game that goes six or seven. I do think Miami okay. wins. I think that the talent will win out. I. I do think that Atlanta has a crazy talented team, and that's probably because they went they made an Easter Conference uh, finals appearance last year. They're uh-huh. without John Collins. I think that their their depth is a little uh, suspect, whereas you have the depth of the Heat, 
coupled with a lot of people who played some championship level basketball and Tyler hero is pretty insane. So uh, that that'll be an interesting series. Uh, so I'll, I'll say Miami and seven on that one. Okay. Oh, wow. Should, All right. I should, I should write this shit down. Just no, just go to the, just take Atlanta, man. Atlanta and seven. <laughs> Atlanta and seven done. Yeah. My Miami. Are you going you to pick Atlanta? Atlanta and seven. All right. Recency cool. bias. All right. Next up, we'll talk about the two seven matchup. Boston takes on Brooklyn. Yes. What do you think about this one? It's going to be fun. Uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, the Nets just have the two guys, really, Kyrie Irving and mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, which, to me, when they're playing healthy, they are two of the top five players in the NBA. So I would always usually say the best players on the floor will win. Yep, yep. Um, This is this is really hard because Boston's playing so well defensively. They're looking great. Tatum's finally found something there. He's actually now the leader. I feel like Jalen Brown's a good fit next to him, even though I said they couldn't play with each other. One of them would be traded, which they always talked about. I think that wasn't really far off. I think they were really close to getting rid of uh, Jalen Brown. I think Um, so too. I I think they were so close. Uh, Brooklyn. I'm going to choose Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's going to win this series. I think it's going to go seven. Okay, you got Brooklyn in seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna uh, agree with David Ray, one of our jamsters who's watching along live. Uh, he says Boston in six, and I'm gonna agree with that. And, and here's okay. the reason why: I think that the, as you mentioned, Brooklyn is top heavy, and we've seen recently what top heavy teams have a challenge with, and that's their depth. And the depth that hurts Brooklyn is one, we don't know if Ben Simmons is going to play. And two, if he does, it's not going to be peak Ben Simmons. It's the same argument I had with some people when it came to, well, I'm afraid about the Clippers because Kawhi could come back. It's like Kawhi's Mm -hmm. not going to come back and play an all-NBA level after not playing for a year. It's just not going to happen. Same thing with Ben Simmons, right? So because of their top-heavy roster construction, their depth hasn't been built out properly. And I think that uh, because of that, the the Boston Celtics who play great defense, the the Brooklyn Nets don't, and I think Boston yeah. takes them in in six. I honestly do because their depth is better now. Granted, the way that Brooklyn wants to attack that series is if Time Lord's not in there, they're going to attack the interior. Kevin Durant even said that. And when you got uh, what's in the Andre Drummond, you're going to do everything. Who's played pretty well for for the Nets? You're going to have them try to attack that interior as much as they can, especially knowing Daniel Theis is down down there and Al Horford. You know, so it's yeah. not like they have a bunch of like huge bodies down there. But at the same time, I just think that the talent uh, of the entire roster, coupled with the defensive factor, I mean, Marcus Smart, de- potential defensive player of the year. I think that that is a Boston in six. OK, so we okay. both. I'm going to regret my pick on that. I just I have to go with the stars on this one. It's OK. That's that's always been your strategy. And I respect that. But in today's NBA this year, you kind of find out, you know, it's a team game. <laughs> which is really weird to say, but that's the truth. Well, like you a think lot about the best teams. teams. Exactly. Look at Miami. Miami's the number one yeah. seed because they're a team. Yeah. Okay. And Boston too, right? Jason team. Tatum's he's, Sons, he's great, team. but he's not like, yeah, maybe he's a superstar. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go that far yet. All right. All right. Number three, the, uh, the number three seeded Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> playing the Chicago Bulls. Uh, is this a sweep for the Bucks, Matthew, or do I they win so. it in five? <laughs> no, I think it's a sweep. Um, it's too bad because I think your jammy was to Lonzo Ball as the uh, skeleton in the key closet guy or whatever. Yeah, that was my everything well, for team. Yep, that was my yeah. one at the beginning of the season. Yeah, without him there, it's it's a big difference. Um, I think Milwaukee to sweep for sure. I think you know I even mentioned before Milwaukee the way 
teams are everyone's picking them just to go straight to the finals. I think this is the one matchup that they won't have an issue with. I completely agree. And I agree. A lot of the jamsters are green. It's it's bucks and four. It's unfortunate what has happened for the Bulls. Uh, all the injuries that have occurred. This team has lost the continuity. They they started the season so hot. And unfortunately, injury bugs. You know, Lonzo Ball is out for the season. Alex Crusoe was out for a big chunk. Uh, Patrick Williams was out for a while. I mean, they just they don't have the firepower to do what they need to do against a team like Milwaukee. So yeah. I definitely, and then you got Vucevic in the middle and he's not athletic at all. He's been kind of a, a disappointment. So I think we both agree on that one. The last matchup in the East, before we head on over to the Western conference, the number four seeded Philadelphia 76ers versus the number five seeded Toronto Raptors. This is probably outside of Boston versus Brooklyn. And obviously Phoenix versus new Orleans. This is probably the, the one that we'll have, well, that I'll be watching a ton of, and the media will be covering nonstop. What do yeah. you uh, Yeah, this one's been pumped up a lot over the yeah. last few weeks. Um, well, I mean, just Toronto themselves, sorry. Not this mm-hmm. matchup, because we had no idea yet. But Toronto themselves have been talked up a lot. Defensively, like, they're that team where you don't want to go up against, and Philly landed against them. And right now, I'm going to say I'm gonna say Philly will win in six. Um, because they have because the best I, players, but it's so tough to say. But no, because I mean they have like, of course they haven't beaten Harden, but Harden the way he is, the way I'm thinking, I'm just like he could just go in there lay an egg and not give a shit. You know what I mean? Because he says yeah. he's not worried about this at all. But he, there's a lot of pressure. He's a, he's the one guy right now in the playoffs that has the most pressure on him to get it done. Yes. You've gone to your team with Embiid, so let's see. I believe for some reason that. Harden will be back to the same old Harden. Not, I mean, he did fail in the playoffs before, but I feel like it'll be good enough for him and Embiid to succeed against this team in, in six games. Um, but just really quick, I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm actually choosing this team to go to the finals. <laughs> That's why I choose. That's the why Sixers. I, the Sixers. Yep. You're fucking high. How many gummies have you had tonight? <laughs> Jeez, you shave your head and you're picking the Sixers to go to the finals. God. I am. Oh. I just want to. I I want them. To, I want them to make it. So I think my good energy. I would love I it if they made it, man. The Suns would own their ass. Exactly <laughs> you know? that. So. But I want to see Harden and Embiid make the finals. I want both those players to make. It. I know Harden gets shit on all the time. As I don't well, care. He I want should, this guy though. to turn it around. I know he should, well, but I want him to should. turn it around and, and prove that's himself. Why, that's He's a top why. seventy-five player of all time. He needs to make the finals this year. Fuck him. I don't like Harden for all the all, I know for you. all the reasons. Yeah, and you know what's coming, but I'll say it anyways. I don't like Harden for all the reasons. He's boring as shit to watch. He has been for years. He's won MVPs off of it. Cool. It doesn't play in his favor anymore. He's quit on two teams. He's the anti-hero. He's the guy you you when when you're growing up and if you're a kid and you're like, hey, I want you to be like Devin Booker. You no one's saying, hey, I want you to be like James Harden. No one's saying that. Quit on your teams, get fat, whine your way out of situations. I and now and and Eddie, I love it because Eddie Johnson was talking about this on the Bill Simmons podcast with Bill Simmons. How you know physically he just doesn't have what he used to have anymore. He's he thirty eight, right? He's a thirty eight year old and a thirty two yeah, year old body. Exactly. So he's a thirty two yeah. year old with a thirty eight year old body. Okay, so I just I, I'm not a fan of Harden's in any way, shape, or form. I should be. He went to ASU. I was proud of him for quite some time, especially when he was in Oklahoma City. Uh, then he got super boring to watch when he learned how to play the rules, to bend the rules in his favor in Houston. Yeah. He did it for years, and it was boring basketball to watch. He doesn't move the ball around. It's ISO, ISO, ISO. I'm going to try to draw a foul, or I'm shooting a three. Like That is boring fucking basketball. I know. Now, you look at the other side of the coin. They're playing the Raptors, a team that is kind of like a healthy Clippers team. 
right? Not a ton of size, a lot of wing depth, and a lot of athleticism. And you got the young kid, Scotty Barnes, there, who's just fantastic. And it's probably going to ruin awesome. my, my parlay for uh, Coach of the Year and uh, Rookie of the Year. The one I put mo- months ago, I put money down to have Monty and Evan Mobley win those. And Monty will probably get fucked again. And Mobley I think Mobley will still win. Yeah, well, Monty will get fucked again. That's just that's of the course way it goes. he will. No one, any, but anyways, you look at this season. The Sixers have have gone one and three against those Raptors, including a five point loss uh, like a week ago. So, I mean, this is going to be a very interesting series. I think the Raptors win, and I think they do it in six. Hmm. Okay, so very cool. I uh, it is very cool, man. I'm trying it's to like, cool. yeah. <laughs> so cool. I'm so trying to like cool. get back to my mindset when the trade first happened for Harden. And we watched him play some shitty teams. I was like, "Oh my god, this team's gonna yeah." Go to he the was finals. he was amazing. And I'm Harden, like, if Harden they can just amazing. get that back, if they can just get that back, they yeah, have a in the playoffs the against the toughest teams in the NBA, that makes sense. It's one thing if you're doing it against the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. That's another thing if you're on the road where you're not going to have Matisse Thybul in this series yeah. in, fi- in up in Toronto. If they play three games up there, if this goes to seven, they have to play three games in Toronto without Matisse Thybul, that one of their best defenders. I just don't see how they come out the other side with a victory. And you know what? Indeed. I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Indeed. I don't. I, we'll yeah. See. We'll see. We'll I'm see. only saying this. I'm only saying this and predicting this because this is what I want to happen. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I think it's going to be a Suns Bucks finals. I think it will be, but I want the Sixers to go. It's going to be Suns Hawks. Okay. Um, <laughs> just kidding. All right. Uh, bring it over to the Western Conference. I'm going to start uh, kind of right in the middle. We'll go yeah. four versus five, Dallas versus Utah. What are your thoughts on this one? This one's Ooh, tomorrow. Big Daddy Luca. I don't even know what his status is. Right? He might no, he's out. Here. He's out. He's out for the first game at least. At with least the, the first with game with the calf strain. How shitty is it if you're a Mavs fan that he gets a technical foul in the 81st game of the season, and that that technical foul means that he is suspended for the last game of the season. And they fight it, they rescind it, and he goes ahead and he plays in a meaningless game, and then he strains his calf to that effect. The way we've been watching Luca, the way he's been, like even since the bubble, his injuries have always been a concern, right? Mm-hmm. Especially lower body. Whenever the games are on the line, whenever he's putting in the extra effort, things start to pull. He's just he's not the healthiest guy, and that's what sucks for Mavericks fans is. Like, hey, we have a chance really to go in there and maybe maybe have a chance against the Suns in the second round mm-hmm. because of Luka Doncic. Uh, for him to miss this, though, is going to be huge. I think the, if Dallas goes down 0-2 and Luka comes back, I still take, I take the Mavericks. The thing is, is, like Utah has to mentally just get themselves prepared to be like, hey, this is all or nothing. Play that Willie Green speech during the timeout and be like, we're here. Let's just win. Like, yeah. Who cares about the locker room stuff? We have a talented team to pull us off against the Mavericks, of course, without Luka. But even if Luka is there, they still do. But mentally, they got to find it. Clutch time, they have to come through. I don't know if they have that in them. And, of course, I mean, I'm going to choose Dallas if Luka's healthy. If not, yeah, that's I'm going to say, ultimate... I'm gonna say Utah wins in, like, five. Uh, if if Luka does yeah. end up playing after game one, I say that Dallas wins in five. So. Okay, if Luke, so yeah, you got to play the caveat game here, right? Like if he's there, if he's not, if he doesn't yeah. play, it's the Jazz might sweep him. I mean, because they, they just they, they have no identity without Luca. They, they might they might get one if Luca misses game one and plays the rest of the series. I think it's Dallas in six. If he misses game one and two and plays the rest of the series, it's Dallas in seven. 
I would, would say fantastic. I'm sorry. No, that'd five. be fantastic to have them go through that and then have to come play the Suns. So we'll see on that one. Uh, next up, Golden State versus Denver. What do you think of this one, Matthew? Oh, well, here we go again, right? I mean, Draymond Green just confessed his love for Clay and Steph, just saying they can't play without each other, which is totally true. We all know that, but they do need every every bit of each other's uh, length and cushion and all that stuff. They they need it to, to win any series in the playoffs. Um, Denver, I'm sorry, but it sucks. Whatever Jokic is doing during the regular season is great. Playoff time, though, it's... It's, it's not going to be there. And honestly, if Clay's or if Steph's not even playing, I still think Golden State can win in six or seven. Uh, if, if Steph does come back, though, during the series, which I don't think he will, because I think they know that they can probably win the series without him. Yeah, I know Maybe, he's, like, he's like questionable right this now. This is so hard to talk but, about because these injuries are so all up in the air, man. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with us and Landry Shamit. So, no, I oh. don't understand. <laughs> Suns, no, but, Suns but, and seven but, with him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want Denver to win, but we know it's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's Warriors in probably five. I think that Denver might get one of those games where you have Nikola Jokic just does everything, and there's an off-shooting night for the Warriors. You know, one of those like three for 21 performances mm-hmm. from Clay Thompson. Maybe Steph's not back, uh, and they're at home, and they win game three or something. But I think it's Warriors in five or four. I think, yeah, I think Denver, though, can sneak in six games. Just because Jokic, I think, is just that good. He is that good. I think because when they're missing one piece between those three and Golden State, it's just, you know, it's devastating to them. I don't care how good those other guys are, especially Draymond with his back issues. You don't know how that's going to last. There can be another injury to him. True. So Denver might be able to pull the series out due to injury, but I think Denver can at least last six games with two of them in. Okay. Okay, fair. Next up. The second seed in Memphis Grizzlies, the seventh seeded NBA champion, Minnesota Timberwolves in, in Patrick Beverly's mind. Yeah. Uh, did you watch that game? I didn't talk to you after that game. <laughs> did you watch that game? And what did you think of Pat Bev going fucking crazy? Oh, you know what? I, I actually didn't. I think I was at, um, was that the one Tuesday? I was at yeah, a baseball oh, you're, game. Oh, right? you, were sh- you were shaving your head, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's I when see. you were at the barber. Took all day. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to shave my head. Um, you know, I, uh, I think this is a sneaky series. I think this is a sneaky series. Yeah. This This is is going to be interesting because both teams Well, and, and obviously the big factor in this one, it's not a big factor, but like those who watch basketball talk about it. And I, I tweeted something about it where Pat Bev with John Morant around is just a dangerous combination. Because Pat Bev, as I've said numerous times, I thought about the same thing, man. He's not just—he's reckless. He's a dangerous, reckless basketball player. The way that he plays, mm-hmm. he really is. In, in an effort to try to flop or do something that appears to be drawing of contact, he might hurt somebody else. And we've seen this before. So I, I worry about that going into this. Obviously, the depth of the Memphis Grizzlies is going to benefit them greatly against this Minnesota Timberwolves team. But I think that the Timberwolves due to the fact that they have three guys who can get you 40 on, on any given night. Now, granted, D'Lo's probably not going to do it. Uh, I have more faith in Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, obviously because they both got 40 in one night when they played the Suns last season. But they do have guys who, I mean, this is the number one offense in the league. You can't you can't not expect them to put points on the board. Because I don't yeah. look at Memphis as this unbelievable defensive stalwart that's going to stop the uh, the attack of the the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, just consistently. I mean, you look at the way that Memphis plays from a 
defensive rating standpoint, they are fourth in the league. And, but from an opposing points per game standpoint, they're 12th in the league. They're middle of the pack, and they're going against a team that puts up a ton of points. So, um, but that being said, the, the the Grizzlies score the second most amount of points. So it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be an interesting game, man. It'll be or, fun or, to or watch. Series, I'm sorry, series. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. But I'm with Sonia, uh, Memphis in four for sure. I think Memphis can really. I think I, it's I think Memphis so. in six. I think it's in Memphis six, in six. I, I think <clears throat> Minnesota looks good, but I just think Memphis is just that much better if Jaw's healthy. Fair enough. It's a two seven. It should be that way. That Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Suns, the Pelicans. A team that, shit, have we ever played them in the playoffs? I don't think so. <laughs> Back when they uh, were, uh, when they played in the uh, no. San, uh, South Dakota, I don't know, maybe. I don't think we've ever played this team in the playoffs. I'm looking real quick. If you go to landabasketball.com, all-time record, the Suns are 36 and 32 against them in a total of 68 games played. Uh, never played them in the playoffs. So first All time right. ever meeting the Pelicans in the playoffs. Matthew, sweep? Suns and five? Suns and six? Yep. Suns and seven? Suns and, Suns and four. It's Suns and four? Yes. I'm, I'm going to go Suns and five. I think this is a Suns and five. I think there's going to be one game in there where we get killed on the boards and CJ McCollum puts up like a 50 piece. And it's just because we've seen it. CJ McCollum could just go absolutely ape shit. Yeah. And there'll be one game where that happens, where if CJ's not killing us, we're getting killed down on the glass and they're getting second chance points. I mean, you look at it this season, they that's how they beat us. And the one game they beat us, they beat us pretty good. I don't know if you remember back to that game. Uh, it but- took a lot. Yeah, you're right. Everything was hitting. On, they were hitting on all cylinders. Uh, the thing is, though, if in the playoffs, I think Cameron Johnson just hits a game winner after Ooh. that all happens for the Pelicans. So, well, that and that's what we need in that one game. Is we needed to have that the most. Just, we needed to just have that momentum killer, you know, because yeah. you go back and you look at that game that we lost to them. It was one seventeen to one hundred two. Their total rebounds were fifty three. The Phoenix Suns had thirty seven. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you can't let that shit. You can't let that shit happen. So not gonna happen, dude. Fabio says Suns in three. They give up after the third game. <laughs> if I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. This is another prediction for me. After I. I'm just, you know, I'm losing on everything here tonight. Not- I think the Suns will not lose more than three games in the whole playoffs, including the finals. Oh, man. God, I hope you I think right. this is a start. No, I'm just saying this is a start where this team is just going to be so unbearable to the league to where they're going to be that good if they're healthy. Let's I go. just, I think they're that good this year, and I'm going to regret saying that. Albert H. is right. DA is going to need help on the boards. We're going to need some of that weak side rebound, and we need some yeah. Tory Craig minutes. We need... Jay Crowder to focus on the board. Cameron but... Johnson needs to really focus on board. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Jamsters, Suns, Pelicans. We will be live after game one. We're not doing anything like we did last year, huh? Where we're going anywhere and doing anything. It's Easter. It's Easter the first game. Oh, for the first game? No. Yeah. Not the first game. But I'm like, in the playoffs, we'll we'll figure some stuff out, right? Yeah, we gotta we figure some to stuff. We got a long we got a long run ahead Hopefully. of us. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> it's over the first round. You know, but, but when, when's the, the second pot. game? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday of next Tuesday. week? Tuesday. Or it's um it's Tuesday and then they play I actually I'm gotcha. not gonna guess. That, that that might be right. Uh so maybe we'll we'll talk about something, try to set something up for a a game two or three, maybe a game three when they're on the road. So Okay. We'll see. We'll see, Jamsters. But again, thank you for hanging out. The The playoff picture is now final. We know that the Phoenix Suns are playing the New Orleans Pelicans. 
a team that I have no idea why they're why they're in the West, just like Memphis. Like both those teams should be in the East. Am I right? Like they should bring in Vegas, they should bring in Seattle, and then they should just move those two teams to the East because they're so fucking far east. Yeah. <laughs> they're like two what? time zones over. Just math, science, all that okay. stuff. Okay. No, I'm down for that, John. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's funny. Everyone keeps saying get Sabrina Merchant on here. <laughs> Well, you know what? She had her chance to, but they yeah, freaking, if they, they could come on, if if they could have held that lead, they could have had it. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I wish she. Uh, that's the only reason I wanted the the uh, Clippers to win yeah, to have her on here. Yeah. It it, it would have been fun. You know, it would have been fun to bring her on. It's Jay Crowder. It's a new drop, and I think it's funny. Sorry, yeah. Jamsters. That's this what I a, do. Running out of things to talk about. But again, so we start playing drops. There you go. We're going to have a drop podcast, which is it's four minutes of me just doing drops. Uh, but again, thank you, Jamsters, for joining us. If you're an elite Jamster, check out the uh, Start Bench and Trade Jersey Number 2 podcast that we posted specifically on our YouTube page for our elite Jamsters. If you're not an elite Jamster, press the join button down below. While you're here, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that bell notification button as well. If you happen to be listening to the podcast, whether it be tomorrow, the next day, or four weeks from now, or maybe three years from now, because you're going back and you're like, wow, how did it all start? How did this magical run of the playoffs begin? Uh, subscribe, rate, review, do all that fun stuff. Welcome to the Suns Jam Bald Man Podcast. Uh, I'm John. You can follow me <laughs> at Darth Voida. He's Matthew. You can follow him. I'm Matthew Lissy. And you can follow the show at Suns Jam on Twitter. Uh, until Sunday night, everyone have a fantastic we- weekend, and we'll see you then. Yeah, everyone go home and love your bald family. <laughs> or shave your head. <laughs>